Father, we lift these prayers up to you. And God, we, uh, we lay them down at your feet. We are thankful for the opportunity to come before your throne this morning. And God, we pray that this, uh, uh, the, the public um, anxiety, Father, will just, it'll just pass over the, the, this, this uh, the, the virus and this, uh, the sickness uh, will not affect many people, God. We, uh, but we know that whatever happens, Father, that you are in control. We can trust you and Father, we, uh, we know that you have a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And God, we pray that you would be glorified as we serve you in our community um, in these days. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you guys for being part of that. What a, man, what a way to, uh, uh, to just join together to begin our service this morning. If you would, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Uh, this was not originally what we were planning to do this morning. And uh, uh, after my conversation this week with our guest speaker, uh, I realized, hey, I'm going to need to come up with something to talk about. And I began to pray. And, you know, it's really interesting that the Lord brought me to this passage and how well it lines up with a music uh, list, that uh, song list that we just did that really is in sync with the heart of this passage in Luke chapter 5. We're going to be uh, in verse 12 here. And, uh, and, and so we're going to see a passage of a, uh, uh, of a person who comes into contact with Jesus. Somebody who actually has a disease. Now, uh, now I know that uh, many of you have probably Googled or you've looked at or you've, maybe you were at Walmart and you were looking at uh, getting one of those masks, you know, that might help to protect you uh, from the germs and you would notice that. Uh, those are kind of sold out right now, and, and so uh, they're hard to come by. And if you're like me, you're probably wondering, uh, is there a DIY solution to this particular problem? And if you don't know what DIY means, it means do it yourself. You know, uh, a lot of things on Pinterest you see are DIY, but you know, there are some of you that if, if, if I gave you a, a hammer, a screwdriver, and a roll of duct tape, you could DIY just about any project that comes your way. And so, especially for us as men, we're, we want to be problem solvers, and so we're thinking, okay, how can I come up with a solution for this problem? And, and the, the thing is, as we, as we think about the coronavirus stuff, we understand and we need to be in prayer for God's protection. Uh, and certainly we pray it doesn't get any worse than it's already gotten. But listen, uh, here's the thing. Even with that virus or something like the flu or anything, anything else, there are a lot of diseases that, that, that people could get, but not everybody will get. And there are diseases that if you get, just because you get does not mean, uh, praise God, that, that you're automatically going to die of that disease. But I want to tell you something, that no matter where you live or where you are, there is a disease that we all have, that we all suffer for, and there is no DIY cure for it. There's no do-it-yourself fix in that disease is the disease of sin. Because the Bible says that we all have sinned 
and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and, and not only that, but we suffer many times in our lives from the result of sin, whether it be our sin, things that we've kind of done to ourselves, we've made things worse, but sometimes we suffer from the sin of others. Other, other people have sinned and it, it affects us. Whatever the case is, there's no do-it-yourself fix. Really what we understand as we read this in Scripture, we see that Jesus is the only answer. He is the only solution. As we read this passage, we are going to see that Jesus is a Messiah who heals both physically, but more importantly, he heals spiritually. So we're going to be in, in Luke chapter 5. We're going to read verse 12 through 16. While he was in one of the towns, a man was there who had a serious skin disease all over him. He saw Jesus, fell face down, and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Reaching out his hand, he touched him, saying, I am willing, be made clean. And immediately the disease left him. Then he ordered him to tell no one. But go and show yourself to the priest and offer what Moses prescribed for your cleansing as a testimony to them. But the news about him spread even more. And large crowds would come together to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. Yet he often withdrew to deserted places and pray. Listen, we, my prayer this morning is that, is that the Lord would help us to understand this concept that Jesus heals. He is the only one that can bring true and effective healing to our lives. And as we do that, I, I want you to notice here, as this passage we just read... I want you to notice, number one, the effect of disease. You see that there is a man in one of the towns who had a serious skin disease. Some of your translations may say leprosy, okay? He had leprosy. We've talked about this before. Uh, we understand that leprosy is a horrible disease to be diagnosed with, especially in those days. Because the effect of the disease, number one, is that it discourages. This is a very discouraging disease. Uh, we understand that in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, both, leprosy was a disease that, that no one wanted to come down with. It was a horrible disease. There was great fear of contamination. When somebody was, uh, was diagnosed or was proclaimed as a leper, diagnosed with this skin condition, uh, if you came down with this condition or anything that even resembled it, if even resembled the early stages of leprosy, you were immediately quarantined. You were not allowed to, to live inside or journey inside the gates of a city or a town because you would be near people. Uh, you were taken from your loved ones. From your, if you were young, you were taken from your parents. Or, or if you were married, to be your spouse or your children. Whatever it was, you, were, you would be separated and isolated from the people that you 
loved. And the law in that day, not only, uh, not only did, it, did it require the lepers to be separated from the general population, but as they were outside, uh, on the roads outside of town, that it, was, it was the law of that day that as people approached, that the leper, seeing the people approach from a distance, had to say and proclaim themselves, leper, unclean. It was a warning, don't get near me. And, uh, and not only that, but others would see a leper and they'd say, hey, 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 unclean, stay away, stay away. Whoa, hey, hey, don't go over there, go around. Can you imagine how... Uh, how, how discouraging that would have been. Can you imagine the despair? Can you imagine the, the, the hu humiliation that they would have dealt with? You know, once you were pronounced unclean, you were diagnosed essentially with a disease, and it was assumed that you were going to die. And not just die an early death, but die a very painful death. Uh, it, it probably would have seemed like there was no end in sight. See, friends, sin is a disease. And, and, and whether it's your sin or someone else's, that, that, that disease, the effects of that disease, it will discourage. And also, uh, we understand that it creates a dreadful situation. It's very dreadful. See, it says he saw Jesus and he fell face down begging Jesus. See, this was a dreadful situation that, that involved suffering and fear and unhappiness and misery. And this leper came and threw himself at the feet of Jesus. And he begged him. He begged him. Why did he beg him? Because he was, he was desperate to escape this dreadful, painful situation. And I wonder this morning as we've assembled here together if there's anything that you're dealing with any kind of discouragement that has been on your heart for one reason or another you you're in despair you are you, you feel like the situation that you are in is dreadful maybe you feel like you're in a situation and there's just no end in sight I don't know what that might be a problem at work maybe a problem at home a problem in your marriage or in your relationship with your children something uh, unhealthy with your friends. Maybe even you yourself are dealing with some type of health issue. Maybe there's a financial issue that you're dealing with that seems insurmountable. Whatever your discouragement might be, listen, we can learn from the actions of this man who had an incurable disease. Because... Another effect of that disease, not just that it discourages and that it's dreadful, but here's another effect that, that your response to it is going to reveal your level of devotion. It's going to reveal, when you're faced with that kind of crisis, that kind of discouragement, it's going to reveal a lot about what is on the inside of you and what is in your heart. Because look at what he says. He throws himself at the feet of Jesus. He's desperate. And he says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. He, he, he doesn't say, Lord, if you're willing, I hope you can make me clean. He, 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 say, he doesn't say, Lord, if you're willing, I know that you might could make me clean. No, he says, Lord, if you're willing, I know, I know 
that you can make me clean. Folks, you need to understand that whatever your despair, whatever discouragement, when you face those things in life, how you react to them and, and, and how you react when you come face to face with them will say so much about what you really believe. Here's a guy discouraged, desperate, threw himself at the feet of Jesus because he was devoted to a definite belief in the healing power of Christ. He never doubted for one minute that Jesus was the answer. This guy was so, so devout in his belief in the power of Christ. Think about this, that he risked it all in order to throw himself at the feet and at the mercy of Jesus. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, remember that the lepers were, were quarantined and they were, they were isolated out of town. You see, the man came into town because he knew that's where Jesus was going to be. And by so doing, he put himself at risk of social humiliation, but even more so than that, he put himself at risk legally because he legally could have been drugged back outside of town and executed for bringing himself into town and possibly contaminating other people. You see, see, he was dedicated. He believed, he was devoted to this belief that he knew that Jesus could heal him. You know, think about this. This diseased man, we don't have any reason to believe that he had ever even met Jesus. We don't have any reason to believe that, that, that he had more than maybe a second-hand knowledge. Maybe he had heard stories about Jesus. He heard certain things about Jesus, but he had never laid eyes on Jesus. He had probably never talked to Jesus, but yet here is a man who displays more faith in Christ than most people who call themselves followers of Christ. I want to ask you something this morning. How far are you willing to go to see the face of Jesus? Because the truth is, is that a lot of people miss out on life-altering encounters with Christ because they are, are, are afraid of what it might cost them. It's like they come to Jesus and say, uh, and say, uh, Lord, you know, I want you to heal me, but I don't want you to change me. And here is a man who comes to Jesus and says, if you are willing, you can heal. You see, we see the effects of this disease, but the other thing we see is the healing power of Jesus. What's Jesus' response? He reaches out his hand. Another, uh, another account of this says that uh, out of compassion or showing compassion, Jesus reaches out his hand and says, I am willing to be made clean. We see that, that the healing power of Jesus is compassionate. Jesus is compassionate. Uh, when Jesus reached down to touch this man, listen, it's likely that this fella had never had not been touched by another human being since he had been pronounced as unclean. I mean, just, just think about the, just the emotional and social isolation and, and not even 
you know, somebody being able to shake your hand or pat you on the back, you know, that's, that's unheard of. Here's this man that nobody would touch. Um, so likely this was the first time that he had been touched in, in, in years. It, it, kind of, it kind of brings new meaning to that old hymn. It says, he touched me. You know, he touched me and oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know he touched me and he made me whole. Here's Jesus, compassionate Jesus, responding with a touch. Jesus didn't have to heal the guy to touch him. Jesus could touch him, uh, could, could heal him with a word. Jesus could heal him with a thought. He's God. He's creator. He spoke the heavens and the earth and the stars into existence. He, he doesn't need to touch this guy, but he does it to show his compassion. And when he does, when he, when he touches this fella, it shows us a couple things. It, it shows us, number one, that Jesus is not contaminated by our dirtiness. That the touch of Jesus, when Jesus touches a sinner or touches one that is diseased and unclean, one that is suffering from the effects of the disease of sin. He's not contaminated by that. You see, his touch is purifying. See, he, 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 he's, he's, not, he's not phased by that, okay? It does not worry him. We also need to understand this, that when we see that Jesus touched this person, we understand that, that Jesus is willing to touch every part of our lives, even the most infected and filthiest parts of the filthiest of people. We understand he's willing to do that. Listen, we, we need to just, we need to focus on that for a second. We need to let that, let that pierce through the armor. Just for a little bit. We need to, to, to let that just really sink into our core because, listen, it should bring you peace and it should calm the anxiety of whatever, whatever the things that you face, whatever the, the, the things that you deal with, it should bring you comfort and peace to know that Jesus will bring healing because he's compassionate and he is, he's willing. So the man throws himself down at Jesus' feet. He says, Lord, if you're willing. Jesus, not only would have uh, people, you know, in G a normal person in Jesus' place, when this guy throws himself at him, would have just jumped back and said, whoa, you know, too close, leper, and walked away. Not only did Jesus not do that, but he shows compassion by, by reaching down and touching him. But then he says, I am willing. I am willing. Listen, you don't ever have to worry about whether or not God is willing to save you. You don't ever have to worry about whether or not Jesus actually died on the cross for your sins because Scripture teaches us that for God so loved the world that He sent His Son. You know what that means? It means that He sent Jesus for you and for me. He sent Jesus for to, to pay the penalty of, of, of every person in the world. To pay the penalty for their sins. See, the question is not whether or not Jesus is willing. The, the question really is whether or not we're going to get out of the way. 
Because Jesus, he is compassionate. He's willing. But, but another thing is that Jesus is personal. You see that immediately. And when Jesus says, I will. He says, immediately, or I'm willing, immediately uh, this man's disease was cleansed. The disease left him. It left him. It left him very personally. Here's a man who comes before the feet of Jesus and says, I need help. Lord, if you're willing, Jesus says, I'm willing. And he brings personal help. I think sometimes in our life with Christ, in our walk with Christ, we understand there are a lot of us in this world that believe in God. And, and, and we understand some of the basic principles of God. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And we think about that in a sort of an overall worldwide sort of corporate kind of body of Christ kind of way. And he did die for those sins. But, but here's the deal. He doesn't just bring that spiritual healing to the church as a whole. He brings that spiritual healing to you as a person. And he's very personal. He is very aware of the circumstances that are in your life. Listen, I want to ask you something. Are there circumstances in your life that, that you need Jesus to be involved in? Attitudes, addictions, issues with faithfulness, relationship problems, marriage problems, health issues, work issues, career issues. I don't know what it might be, but here's what I want you to understand. If you want Christ to be involved, if you want the Lord to minister to you, to come in and help you through the pain and guide you into peace, Jesus says, I'm willing. And the question is not whether or not Christ is willing, it's, it's whether or not you're going to stop resisting. See, Christ is willing, but, 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 but you, you, you have to let him. He's not going to force himself on you. Now, he may, he, he may show up in more powerful ways at different times in your life. But he's willing, if you're ready, to submit, to give yourself over to him, to stop resisting, to stop pushing him away. Imagine what life would have been like for this diseased man if when Jesus came to town, he just said, you know what, I'm not going to worry about that today. I'm kind of mad at, at God and Jesus for allowing me to have this sickness in the first place. I'm kind of upset at the institution of, of faith that told me that I had to be quarantined from my family and live in this shame and isolation. Imagine what he would have missed out on. If he would have just let that moment pass by. If you look at verse 14, you're going to see that Jesus tells the man after he's healed, he says, but go and show yourself to the priests and offer what Moses prescribed for your cleansing as a testimony to them. See, Jesus gave him a direction that, that was a direction of change. 
This was going to change his old way of life. In some, some aspects, maybe he welcomed that because he's been living in isolation. In some aspects, maybe it was a relief to know I can go into town now. Maybe I can go back to the temple. But I wonder uh, for some, I, I, I wonder if, if this direction might have been met with a little resistance because maybe this man could have been upset at the institution of faith in the first place, right? Uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't just as easy for him just to go and show himself to the priest. Maybe that was a, an act of submission to the will of Christ for him to go and do something that maybe was a little uncomfortable for him, that was something that, that required him to trust in Christ. Listen, when, when, when the Lord gets involved in a situation and he brings that healing more often than not, it's going to bring real change, okay? Uh, from the inside out, God will change your heart. And because Scripture says that, that your heart is the wellspring of life, it, it, it's, the, it's at the very core of who you are, your essence. This is what he's talking about, your spiritual heart. Because of that, then, then if, if, if Jesus is changing your heart, and your heart is the wellspring of life, then those changes will be evident in your life. You know, a lot of people are afraid of what will happen if they give themselves over fully to Christ. It's like we say, Lord, help me, but please don't, don't change me. I think God says to us, if you want to be healed, you have to trust me. And you have to trust my changes. And if you go and read verse 15, you see that the news about Christ spread even more and large crowds would come together to hear him and be healed of their sickness. The Lord used the testimony of the healing of this leper. <laughs> the testimony of that God used to draw others into a healing relationship with Christ. Friends, I want to ask you this morning, is your heart heavy with discouragement over something? Is it heavy with despair? Do you, do you feel like you're in a situation that's never going to end? If you want Jesus to bring healing and to get involved, He is willing to bring His healing touch to your life. Maybe you're here this morning and the truth is that you've been around Christianity many times, but maybe you've never really truly given your heart to Christ. And here, here's what I mean by that. Scripture says that we are all sinners. Scripture says that, that none of us are worthy of salvation. None of us are worthy of forgiveness. None of us are worthy of heaven. But praise God, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to live on this earth, to do what we could not do, be fully obedient to God, and then He died in our place. And scripture says that Jesus' death on the cross is enough to bring forgiveness and atonement, complete atonement for your sins in the eyes of God. If only you would trust in him, if you would put your faith in Christ. That's why Paul says in the book of Romans that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that you could be saved. And maybe there's 
someone in here this morning. And the truth is, you've never really confessed with your mouth that which was true in your heart. And I don't know if that's the case. But if that is you, Scripture tells us that today is the day of salvation. And, and, and no matter where you are on that spectrum here this morning, a believer who needs God to heal a situation or a person who needs the ultimate healing of Christ, healing us from our disease of sin, once and for all, as far as the effects of sin, uh, the eternal effects of sin, no matter where you are on that spectrum here today, you need to understand that as the world worries about a physical disease, you can be healed of a spiritual one. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your glory. Thank you for your Son. And Father, as we gather together for a time of reflection and invitation, Lord God, I pray for a, for a young man young lady who is here today, man, woman, boy, girl, child, or adult, Father, anyone that is here today whose heart is heavy with the, the burden of sin, whatever it might be, whether it's dealing with the outcome of a sin they have committed or whether they are suffering from sins that have been committed against them. We know that the disease of sin is discouraging and despairing no matter how it comes to us. Father, if there is someone here that has never trusted you as Lord and Savior, I pray that they would do so. Father, whatever it is that you are doing among us, God, I pray that we would get out of the way and we would not resist, and that we would hear you say, I am willing. God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.